Our Sarpy County Tourism pregame show continues as we get you ready for the Chasers and the Indianapolis Indians here on Friday night in Omaha. One of the reasons that the Chasers were able to pick up a 4-1 win last night was Daniel Mangdon. Six innings of one-run baseball, seven strikeouts, and he joins us now. Daniel, congratulations. It's been coming together for you as of late. Thank you very much. Yeah, feeling, feeling a lot better. Uh, you know, first month, a little shaky. You're still kind of spring training mode, trying to figure everything out. But last four or five starts, really feeling like I found my groove a little bit, throwing a lot of strikes, getting ahead, mixing all the pitches, and uh, everything, everything's been rolling. So it's been, been, been fun the last couple. How satisfying is that? Because you get off to that start, and like anybody else, you start to question things. You start to wonder, is everything going to come together at some point? You know in the back of your mind it probably will, but to actually see it come together, it's got to feel pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, uh, just struggled the first, I think, four or five starts, pretty miserable. I uh, didn't really put anything together. Um, and then, yeah, just to see positive results, continue to roll, continue to back to back to back, feeling good with all the pitches. It's, it's no, no better feeling than that, knowing that everything's picking up and you're, you know, it's always good to kind of get going right at June, July, in the middle of the season, get pick it up and going. What was it about Thursday night that helped you settle in? Uh, it was basically just throwing strikes and getting ahead. Um, main thing for me is, you know, mixing all five pitches, trying not to be predictable, and just try to keep them off balance. You know, slow, fast, slow, fast, big curve, you know, slow change up, fastball up, just trying to get a good five-pitch mix and just try to keep them as off balance as possible and let the defense do what they do. It seemed like you were able to finish almost every single one of your innings with kind of an exclamation point, whether it was getting a strikeout to end every single inning or a strikeout when you needed to. You obviously got a big double play in the fifth inning. Timing is everything with stuff like that, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Timing's, timing is literally everything. So as you say, timing. Uh, so Gibby comes out to the mound for a mound visit, comes up to us and was like, hey, so what are we going to do to Bay here? And me and Gallery were talking, was like, hey, let's go first pitch cutter in. Let's just back him off the plate. And I think we go slow curveball, slow curveball, and he'll hit right into a double play. <laughs> and literally, it went perfectly according to plan. Ball one, cutter in, curveball, double play. It doesn't really happen like that, but hey, we'll take it. Yeah, if only every start <laughs> could have an element to that. You mentioned Paul Gibson. You mentioned Gibby being here, acting as the pitching coach for the Chasers this week. He's in for your normal pitching coach. What's it been like having Gibby around the dugout? Yeah, uh, I just got to know Gibby a little bit in spring training and uh, kind of a little bit here uh, now with the team in Omaha. So this is kind of my first time uh, kind of really getting to talk with him a little bit. And he's really he's really good. He kind of lets, uh, I guess, some of the older pitchers like myself kind of do our own thing. And he really, you know, likes the way we go about our business so he's really open and really nice and you know he's always there for us if we need it you know, we did our meeting yesterday and everything so of course i'm great with him you know you've had the pleasure of working with many different faces many different voices over the course of the last couple of years for you you go back to last season your time in the kbo you had matt williams as your coach of course he was the third base coach in oakland so he had some familiarity there but what I'm more curious about is that entire experience because you you feel, I don't know, the mustache kind of puts out like a world traveler vibe. So, like, I could see you really loving going out to Korea. How was it? No, that's well, that's how me and, me and my wife kind of looked at it. We just were married. Uh, I said, hey, let's go to live in Korea. Let's live in another country for a year, you know, go explore a little bit. The only downside was it was during COVID and everything like that. So a lot of things were closed. A lot of places were, you know, weird restrictions, et cetera, et cetera. Everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, I mean, the country's beautiful. Um, you know, there's a lot of people in that tiny little country. People don't realize it's 25 million people in the size of Indiana. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, yeah, and it's, it's, it's a really cool experience seeing all the cities, seeing the culture, seeing how much, uh, you know, respect. Respect is absolute mm-hmm. from... 
I mean, everybody, from the littlest kid to the oldest person, there's no disrespect anywhere. Everybody's the nice, like, and it's, and it's not even like the fake respect. It's like everybody genuinely respects everyone. And one of the wildest things I thought was there's no stealing in Korea. Explain. You, so restaurants outside my apartment leave their alcohol in trays right in front of you. Nobody steals. Huh. So you can trust everybody there. They said when you, you said that you could leave strollers, backpacks, anything you want outside of your apartment, outside anything, nobody will steal a thing. <laughs> and did, so obviously nobody stole anything of yours then, I take well, it. I mean, I didn't, there's no point in me leaving anything outside anyways, but, but you, I'm telling you, you'd pass restaurants, there'd be three, four stacks of their alcohol, there'd be uh, fruits, there'd be literally a little uh, fish tanks outside some of these sushi places and stuff. <laughs> And then the grocery stores, those, it was an aquarium. They really? Have their grocery stores, you have any type of crab, any type of fish. They had, you know, you know how we have hamburger patties in three or four packs? Yeah. They have squids and octopus in four, five, and six packs. They have any, anything you can think of that they can pull out of the water or eat, they eat it. They have no, they, they I'm telling you, they're, they were like, it's from a young age, I think. It's kind of beaten into them. They just eat whatever they want, like do as they're told. And it's just, they're just, they do they eat anything. And it's just, it's, it was a wild experience kind of just to see a whole different side of the world. So I, at the risk of sounding cliche, and Daniel Mangden joins us here on the Sarpy County Tourism pregame show, getting ready for the Chasers and Indians. Do you have a new go-to Korean food order when you go somewhere around here in order to get Korean food? Well, no, so I will say Korean barbecue. People sleep on it, and you might see it and go, eh, I'm not even feeling it. Korean barbecue. Next time you see one and you're bored, go to Korean barbecue. You have to cook it yourself, technically. Okay. Yep. But yep. it's kind of set up to where you know you order. It's like all-you-can-eat type thing. They bring you just slabs of different types of meats. You cook it yourself to your own uh, you know, temperature. You have all your fixings. You can go pick them all out. Um, and yeah, it was honestly we. And then you could. It's 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 weird too. It's kind of grab as you go. Like you grab a few beers and you kind of click their call button and they'll mark it down. It's kind of all serve yourself. Like you grab two soju's, two beers, and that's what they do. You, you mix beer and soju and call it somac. It's like they like mix it together. It's like they're. It's, it's kind of like sake in a sense, but yeah. they call it, it's soju. It's the same rice wine type okay. thing. Um, do you but, have a go-to order? I mean, it's just the generic, just. Uh, uh, I can't remember what the technically the Korean word was for it, but it was basically the number one. It number was one, all you can eat. It's it a solid play anywhere you it go. Was just, it was, you know, it was, it was, it was the ribeye. It was a fillet. It was some uh, uh, like pork loin tips and a couple other mixtures. And it was all you can eat for like three hours. So if you really wanted to go there and you were starving, they, you could just crush all <laughs> the food they have there. So, how did how did your wife like it? Uh, yo, well, she was pregnant, so it was kind of hit or miss with mm. uh, your know, appetite and stuff like that. So. But, yo, she loved it, too, but it was nice to be able to go there, and we'd have, you know, me, the other family, Aaron Brooks, his wife and two children were there as well. So we'd all go eat together and be able to kind of hang out and stuff like that with, you know, you could kind of sit tables. We could sit tables apart and hang out, sort of, because it was they had all again, weird restrictions that were no more than five people for a table and restaurants and stuff, too. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. But uh, it was really, the food's, the food's really good. And actually, one thing I uh, forgot to say, the fruit. The best fruit I've ever, fruits and veggies I've ever had. So when you go to the store, all their veggies have a layer of dirt on them. They're straight out of the ground, and all their fruit 
in three days they're black they're just bad no preservatives no nothing they said when you buy they buy fruits and stuff they even have packets where they'll buy uh like a six pack of bananas from like extremely ripe very ripe ripe ready very ready ready and so you literally it's a seven day pack of bananas to eat so you, ne you eat one a day and the, the last one will be ready by the time the seventh day is there really yeah <laughs> they have them scheduled for freshness yes <laughs> It was wild. <laughs> that sounds like an amazing experience. And to have you had that opportunity, it sounds like you learned a lot off the field, maybe just as much as you learned on the field. What was your lasting takeaway in terms of the baseball side of things that helped you when you came back? They were just, it's all about contact. So they play old school baseball. It's all about singles, stolen bases, sack bunts. Every team has probably two or three boomers in them. You know, most of the guys don't have a ton of power, but everybody in the lineup bets over 300. Mm. The lineup one through nine is going to be batting, you know, 320, 360, 330, three whatever. Their OPSs are down 700, 800 because they're always hitting singles. But I mean, they're just contact, contact, contact. Hard to hard to get swing and misses. Really had to mix pitches, slow, fast, slow, fast. Kind of like uh, you can kind of see with Bay, big leg kick, big stride. All their hitters had some sort of exaggeration of a lot of movement. So the slow curveball was big for me there. Uh, that you mentioned Bay, by the way, real quick. I saw him strike out on a pitch last night. I don't know if it was you or if it was Die or Peacock who threw it, but he like jumped out of the way and swung at it at the same die. time. I never seen that before. Have you ever seen anything? I mean, obviously, you probably seen something like oh, that. We we chalk it up as that's just something you see in Korea. We've seen some sw so the, my favorite swing was a the, it's like a literally a loop de loop helicopter. If you get a guy so far out in front on a changeup or a curveball, he'll literally swing and do two spins. <laughs> <laughs> like a cartoon character. Like you, you remember, like Pete Wheeler in backyard baseball. They literally swung like that. <laughs> That's kind of now. I want to play backyard baseball, Daniel. I'm so excited to see what you've done the last handful of starts. Continued success. Thank you very much for joining us. And go get them the rest of the way. Really appreciate you taking the time. This was my favorite conversation this entire week. Thank you so much for having it with us. Hey, thanks for having me. That's Daniel Mangden right here. Our Sarpy County Tourism pregame show continues next. We'll have starting lineups and your pitching matchup right here on 1180 The Zone.